0: Hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It is Friday. It is a... It's freaking hot and sweaty and humid as a nutsack. In a locker room. That's what it's like today. Yeah, it's overcast, though. It's like, kind of pissing. Text message from Madre. What the fuck is that? My prescription is ready that shit right now. So, um, today's the 17th, I believe. 17th of September, 2021. It's a fucking Friday. It's been a pretty good day. It's been a decent week, you know. We're here to announce the end of the week crazy-ass world in this crazy-ass time, you still find the beauty, you still find the laughter, I'll tell you, I laughed my fucking ass off, I had a nice um, meeting with uh, two of my former DDIP motivators, managers, Coop and Val, this week, these two are wonderful, my wife said, oh, I'm the, I don't have to make you lunch today, right, because you're having having lunch with your friends, and she kind of like, I don't know if I like how she says, your friends, But it's true, they're my friends. Probably two of my best friends in the world. They know me pretty well. We get along pretty well. Like brother and sister sort of thing. From all those years training DDIP and all the people that we encountered. Mostly fucking tremendous human beings. Wonderful. I'll tell you, you know, remember I ramble on about how we see the world through through the filter like if if you're always angry if you're always miserable you tend to see the world as a terrible place however if you are an optimistic person and you you find the beauty in things you're always looking for the bright side something some glimmer of hope some joy well then you your weeks and your li- your life in general tends to be pretty good. Because you're looking forward to things. You're, you, you know that any sort of unfortunate time that you have, any misery, will not last forever. So, I sat, had some uh, Vietnamese food with my buddies Val and Coop. And we talked about the old times. And the hour flew by... You know, Coop is a well-employed merc. Val is a realtor extraordinaire, trainer of realtors. She's she's done very well during this crazy time with the market way up high. And she's a good person. They're great people. We talked. And I mentioned something in all the things we talked about. We talked about people from back in the day and DDIP and you know, whatever. But uh, I mentioned, I told a bunch of jokes the same jokes I've been telling all week. And I mentioned to... Uh, uh, well, So we have a friend who moved to South America. Lives in Ecuador, I think. Or Argentina. And has some missionary calling down there. And so ah, that's great, you know. But so she'll come back to Pierre every once in a while. And I said to Coop, I said, is it possible that, that our friend... We call her 10... That she actually looks like she might be Latin American. Like if there's even a look that a Latin Latin person has. But something about, I don't know, the way she wears her face. The way she appears. It's not just like a tan or something like that. It's She seems like a little bit of a different person. And I suppose she is. I wasn't being rude or condescending or anything. I was saying that it seems to me. Maybe it's just that I know that she lives in South America. And works there and, and she assumes a different type of you know she's a human being just like the rest of us but she's got a different reality and I think she works at some school to teach her at a school and teaches people, teaches these kids and obviously some of it is theology but she I think she also just takes care of kids and and there's very, a lot of poverty over there, and she, she's really, she's helping. And she's been there for years now. Uh, the wisdom that she has, and the, the beauty that she's seen, and the, the ugliness that she's seen, and the people she interacts with, and the, the mission that she's on, and which she believes is a sort of a, a God, a calling from God. When I look at her picture, it makes me think of... Maybe just because I'm thinking about the the reality that she has now. That she lives in South America. But maybe it's also that she has acquired these characteristics of a different... Somebody who lives in a different part of the world, sure. If I went out to um, Colorado... Maybe next time you saw me, I'd have hiking boots on, or I'd have some sort of attitude that was relative to Colorado, you know, Rocky Mountain High. Or if I was from New York City versus L.A. or whatever, the South, would I not have characteristics? So even though I haven't talked to Number 10 in a while, I do love her dearly. I know she watches on Facebook and it's crazy that there's somebody that lives in Argentina that's looking at my Facebook page we had DDIP people wearing DDIP represented wearing DDIP t-shirts in Nigeria all kinds of different places people that I know and love who went on missionary trips and how crazy is that Interesting, anyway. So, I mentioned what well, we're talking about, tan, and how I think she looks like she's Latin American. We talked about how I wanted to go to South America myself, and I wanted to go deep in the jungle and take it take uh, part of one of these sweat lodge rituals, an ayahuasca ceremony where. drink these ceremonial plant extracts and you sit in a sweat lodge bath and they, you know, drums and all kinds of shit like that. And there are psychedelic properties to this ayahuasca, this plant. It's a it's a cocktail of different things that are made from these local plants. And um, they are As such, it's like you're going on a trip. A psychedelic experience. I've never done anything like that. I've always been one to say that I would be frightened to give away that much control. To take any sort of drug that would make me do something that that would, you know, unground me, so to speak. But at the same time, I am absolutely interested in expanding my mind and coming to some conclusions about thing, about life, and my place, my role in life, you know, life on Earth. Now the thing is, you don't worry about it if you're concerned that I'm going to go take LSD or something like that. I'm not likely to. Magic mushrooms or whatever though a part of me would love to do that, take that journey, take that trip. I already have a very vast imagination. So I don't know how much, you know, who knows what would happen if I took this stuff. I would be afraid. I have too much to lose right now, right? My family, my career, So, I would never do anything like that. Seems risky. But at the same time, this world sure is a trip, is it not? In the world of the trip, who's going to kind of take you on a ride? All these crazy, dramatic, grotesque even, faces that and situations that the human humanity has been placed in—that's trippy itself. It's trippy this world that we live in. I'm driving around this, you know, what is today a fifty thousand dollar truck I bought for thirty, but it was used gently. We have all these fanciness, the gym that I train in, Planet Fitness, there she is. Went in there freaking this week. Kicked ass and took names. I do 2,000 meters. Get on that rowing machine and do 2,000 meters. Row 2,000 meters in 10 minutes. Tell me how you feel. If you have a steady, brisk pace, you can do that. But at the end, I'm fighting for it. You know, I gotta step up my pace, and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. want to get a sweat on do that then I went over and did a bunch of kettlebell shit in the back some TRX really worked it out man I'm feeling pumped right now felt great walking out of that gym I love hitting that gym I just made a commitment to Big Lar that on Monday we're gonna train we're gonna hit that gym so I'm excited for that But what about this world that we live in? Isn't it crazy, all this stuff, this traffic that I'm in right now? Air-conditioned, pumping, heading home after a long week. All the crazy stuff we see in the news and we hear and we talk to people about. Crazy stuff. So I don't know if it's a good idea for me to trip out on mushrooms or do an ayahuasca ceremony. But I'll tell you, if you read up on it, you're going to find that there are a lot of potentially medical uses for... Psychedelics. They're using it to treat anxiety and depression, post traumatic stress disorder, something called a microdose, which apparently you just take a little bit of it and it expands your mind. People that have done it, taken DMT, dimethyltryptyline, or whatever, which is a plant derived substance. and tell some stories, you know, I think if you're in the right setting, you do that, I was always told growing up, like, if you're going to trip out, you need to be, you know, you don't want to have a bad trip, such and such had a bad trip, and he did this, whatever, jumped out a window, da, 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 da. didn't remember what he did, I never want to give away that much control, I'm not looking to escape reality that much, you know, but if you're well read on it, and you looked into it, you'll see that it's, it's quite interesting and you wonder what kind of conclusions you might come to. All this little philosophizing that I do on this podcast and the telling of stories and experiences I share about people and world the world today. Imagine what we what I would be thinking about the conclusions that I would come to if I had taken DMT in a safe setting with drum circles and nature and God. Um, so, anyway, that's interesting. I had somebody tell me this week, talk about trippy things. Sometimes people talk about their bathroom habits a little bit too much. I don't know why they tell me. I don't want to hear it. I know this couple. I know them well. And a woman said, he yelled at me today. He said, get the fuck out of my way. What are you talking about? He did. Doesn't sound like him. She goes, I think he had to take his shit. I think his shit was going. It was coming down. What the hell kind of language is that? Who talks? Oh, my wife never says something about the whereabouts of my feces. Maybe his shit was coming down. Oh. She goes, yeah. You know, I get constipated sometimes. It's Not good. You know, you gotta, it happens to me too. You got to take a shit sometimes. I'm like, yeah, that's, I know. I know. But who gets surprised by having to take a shit? As an adult, you really gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> I gotta take his shit. It's so funny, man. And people telling me that they eat all this crap. Stop eating that shit. I had somebody tell me that they drink soda and they eat all kinds of crap. Like on the road, listen, you can't do that shit. I don't eat you know I'm eating some freaking mixed nuts right now on my way home. you know, I'll have a couple beers tonight, maybe some Mexican food, and i'll I'll be proud to enjoy some some you know some fine cuisine. I like to eat well and I like to eat you know healthily, and I like the occasional cheesesteak and a piece of fucking pie and all that shit. But if you have like chronic diseases, like if you are majorly overweight, and you have diabetes or pre-diabetes or any of that shit, heart disease, and you're still eating shit like routinely, and you you're aware that this is a problem, you're a goddamn fool. Right? Somebody tell me that their friggin arms and legs are going numb. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, I drink a lot of soda. I know i got to quit that. I'm stress eating. Well, I know. There are all kinds of different poisons that people have that, that help them get by. But that is fucking you over, man. That's going to hurt you. You can't do that. You can't eat. Can't drink soda. Okay? can't drink soda and eat fucking hot dogs and hamburgers all the time and expect to be healthy. And then wonder why you got to fucking rush, you know, out of the room. Get the fuck out of my way! I gotta take a shit. Jesus Christ! You don't, you're not in tune enough with your body that you can anticipate it. That you gotta have to defecate. You know, within a couple minutes. All right, I gotta take a shit. I gotta tell somebody get the fuck out of my way. Your spouse. I gotta take a shit. That's crazy. All right, so I'm gonna switch gears now. Look, this is the best of what I got today. In terms of stories and interesting things that are worth talking about. Uh, I had that guy come in again. Anti-masker, anti-vaxxer, fucking stupid. I'll tell you, everything he says, to the best of my knowledge, is incorrect. Everything. Continues to say that masks don't do anything. I don't wear these masks unless I come in here. Still taking all kinds of crazy meds that for sleep and stuff. Like, that are, are habit-forming. They're, they're excessive. they like... You know, still tells me that it's all about the money, this whole thing. All the COVID and climate change. Because you believe in climate change? <laughs> I used to have- I, you know, I, because I, I asked him about, cl- I said climate change, man. These, these, um, these storms. You know, I'm worried. You know, it's even affecting the entire world. All the wildlife and everything. You know, nature is getting clobbered by climate change. And, you know, even chameleons having trouble changing colors. You know, they have reptile dysfunction. <laughs> so I got that about halfway out that joke, and he's like, do "You believe in climate change? Let me ask you something. Do you believe in God?" You think that God would put us on this earth and, and would allow us uh, to put us on his green earth and to let us uh, suffer because of you know so climate make the climate variable? I said go ahead. Tell the people in Lansdale rather than taking their trash out have them throw their trash out the window and take shits in the streets and see how fucking nasty things get. See how many diseases come out of fucking the woodwork. You know? Making a point that we have to take care of our environment. Yes, we are having an impact on the natural world. Yes, it's possible that we have an impact on the world. We pollute it. We pollute the water. We pollute the air. We fuck things up. fuck up the balance, yes it's possible it's possible in our community it's possible in our home to live in an environment that's sufficiently dirty and nasty and toxic mentally, physically, chemically that it makes us sick you can pollute your body by eating fucking hot dogs and hamburgers and and drinking soda and shit Why why couldn't we pollute this world with seven billion people on this earth and all the fucking major industries that we have at work. And then he drops down to, well, India and China, what are they gonna do? We're not gonna resign sign that climate thing. Uh, What are are India and China gonna do? They're still gonna do whatever they want. I said, I I appreciate your point, but, you know, we need to agree that that there's a problem so that we can move forward. That that it's important that we, we We are aware of this, and more than being aware, that we have to understand that many of these major weather events are connected to the way that our climate fluctuates based upon human activity. I'm not saying it's the only thing driving this stuff. But, you know, we need to get our heads out of our fucking asses. This guy's crazy. He's fucking crazy. I love him. I care about him. He's nuts. But there's people out there that think like this. Everything he said. It's like, all oh, the coronavirus. You don't, If you've had it, then you don't have to worry about a vaccine. Okay. I guess we should all just get the coronavirus then. Just get it over with and just contract this illness. And, you know, depending upon how old we are and how infirm, we're either, it either kills us. Where it makes us stronger. And they don't want to have to worry about anything. I just saw an article this morning that said that I know you think that you might... If you've had it, it doesn't mean that... Um, does not mean that you are protected. Right? Talking about people dying from vaccines. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Where are you reading this shit? Talking about my news sources being false. What are your news sources, and how are you so certain, in this day and age, that they are accurate? Absolutely nuts, you know? So that guy's crazy, but that's not the story I wanted to tell you. I want to talk to you about my friend who works at a big box store, works at Costco. And she works in customer service, so she deals a lot with members. And apparently, membership is a big money maker for Costco. Right, so people pay these extra whatever, if their membership is, I don't know, $100 a year. You know, people pay for to get these discounts and get treated a little bit better and all that shit. Get a Costco membership. So they're making some extra coin on top of the sales, which are obviously through the roof. telling me some of the things that people will return. Like she had somebody come in and want to return. She said people return Christmas trees. Like they don't sell them anymore because people were returning Christmas trees. And some guy came the other day and tried to return cucumbers. Two cucumbers in the bag remaining. This guy wanted to return the cucumbers. They were, you know, saying that they weren't good. Well, you know, they have a policy that you can't return food items, perishable perishable food items, and you can also not return medicine because they have a shelf life. And she said that people. Like the, the and this is kind of common knowledge but the management they want to keep everybody happy so they want the people to continue yes to pay uh, their memberships and to come and consume spend money at Costco they want that so they're willing to look over a significant amount of people just returning things and shit like that complaining about things rather than have a a uh, customer, call up corporate and complain, you know, about something stupid and try to return a Christmas tree. Rather than doing that, they just would be content looking the other way. Now they've hired my friend. To do this uh, customer service job, so she sees all these people. She runs across people who want to return a couple cucumbers in a bag, or somebody that bought something months ago. You know, they'll come in with everything. You know, look, and I understand if you buy a food item. Let's say you buy some fish fillets, some salmon, and you take it home and it's it's spoiled, it's rotten, it's no good. I can see why you might say, you know what? Go in and say, Listen, I'm not gonna eat this. This is nasty. This was this was, was spoiled. I'm not gonna eat this fish, it's dangerous. So I can appreciate why they as a customer service rep might say, Oh, okay, that's terrible. Alright, well let me refund your money, or would you like a uh, you know, a refund, would you like a credit? What do you want? I understand that customer service is delicate. But I'm saying that there are some extremely unreasonable people out there who will return fucking anything. They try to get over on shit, you know. Like all the high-end electronic items like AirPods and stuff like that, they put in cages and boxes and so on and so forth so that it's more difficult to steal them or do whatever. But it saddens me that even though there might be some, even though I would never return a bag of wilted cucumbers two months after the fact, like basically she was saying this woman probably, um, this woman, uh, one particular woman cleaned out her freezer and said, you know what, this is this isn't good. I want to return these because it's not good. And it was like some frozen food item that, that didn't look so good, but, you know, it's, it's like months later. So you don't clean out your freezer and then say, you know what, I'm going to go return these frozen peas or whatever, or this cut of meat, you know. Legendary patient years and years ago. I'm glad I don't see her anymore. It's a pain in my fucking ass. She said that she went to Acme and returned a, 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 a roast beef that she cooked in a, in a um, crock pot and then complained that it was tough so she destroyed this cut of meat and then complained belly aches about how it wasn't good wasn't to her liking no shit so my point is this I would never do any of this stuff you know now I will go to Lowe's I got a few items in the garage right now that I can't use or I won't use, It didn't fee- meet my application, so I'll return them. I'm glad that return policies are honored. I think it's good business. I think that likely it's likely that when you return something, you go and you spend more money in that store. So they just want people in the store. You have to really look at the bigger picture. They know that if people come into the store to return something and they're treated well, well, they're likely to shop again and they're likely to spend more money. Now, the downside to this is that it is perpetuated in our society. Complain about every fucking thing. You know, one day you're returning somebody, you're accepting a return of somebody's salmon fillets that have been spoiled. And the next day, they take their Christmas tree, dress it up, and then bring it back and say, You know what? Oh, I had some needles fall off of it. It's a dead tree. Did you dress it up? Did you fucking celebrate Christmas? Put presents under the tree? Well then, guess what? It's yours. I ain't giving you fucking your $50 back for this tri- Christmas tree. Crazy? You're out of your mind. You ate fucking two cucumbers. You're going to have to eat this now. You're going to have to eat this, this loss. You have a certain amount of time, days. If those fucking, you know... It's it's harder to call people on in, on infractions like this when we're talking about food, right? It's harder to to do that because you really can't say, you know, people going off of their senses, smell, taste. Oh, it didn't didn't taste right. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, but people will take fucking full advantage. And my problem is that this is kind of poisoning our society to the point where. People will return anything. They expect incredible customer service. On the highest levels, the companies just know that, wow, if you provide that service with a smile and the customer's always right, then that means more visits to the store, more dollars spent, more products sold. But what about the integrity of, of mankind, of human beings, of Americans? People get over on stupid shit. You know that they're bullshitting a percentage of the time. I'm sure they have calculations as to what that is. Like I said, they'll take AirPods and expensive electronic items and put them on a shelf somewhere. Put them inside a cage. Put a, you know, a theft, anti-theft tag on it, device. So that people can't try to scam those items. Because that's a major, major loss. I'm sure you could look at their revenues when it came to different departments like food, tech, you know, clothing, electronics, and they'll tell you what, you know, the issues are, what their sales are in these areas and what products are hard to move or having problems with them or whatever. Constantly moving and shaking, I'm sure, with this shit. I'm sure it's a thorn in their side that salmon fillets keep going bad or that, um, or the possibility of perishable items to to spoil. And they're, they're going to get a bunch of returns on them, and rightfully so. But you know well fucking and good that if you're trying to get over, you're trying to return a Christmas tree, you're a fucking asshole. You know? And the bummer, what's crazy about this situation is this woman that they hired, my friend, she's completely above board. Like she's really got her shit together. And if you, you know, she will, if there's a policy that you can't return food items um, or medications, well, she's going to enforce it. Whereas it seems like maybe her bosses and higher-ups in the company would be like, eh, it's not worth fighting over. So the question is, is it going to be worth her doing this job when the customer is going to try to get over on her and she's not going to let it happen. She's going to call people on their bullshit, then they're going to call her her uh, managers. And the managers are going to come down on my friend probably and say, you know what? Maybe this job isn't for you. You basically got to let people get away with murder. So beyond Costco or, or BJ's or whatever... These big box stores that sell, you know, billions of dollars in sales per annum. What does this do to a person, to a person's integrity? You know, what do you do when people aren't looking? You know, if you went to the gas pump and they didn't take your your car, credit card, but the gas tank was the you know the gas pump was just on and you could fill up your tank and it didn't apparently take any money out of your account it didn't take your card what would you do you know would you go would you be like aha oh, I got free gas I mean, I remember one time I went to customer service at Lowe's And I had a a, uh, weed whacker that just wasn't working. And they told me just to go out and just go and take another one off the shelf. I said, really? I said, what should I do with this one? They say, i just keep it. I said, what the fuck? Wait a second. Where's the value that, I mean, they told me to keep it. I can keep it if you want. It's broken. It's not working. All right, just keep it. Yeah. Because it's going to cost them money to, to restock things and to fix stuff. I mean, that's the reality. That's what the public knows full well now. Cat is out of the bag. They know that these products, that they're incredibly marked up, and they're not always quality, and that they would rather just send you a new one to satisfy you so you'll buy again, Rather than ask you to return the old one. You ever have that happen with Amazon? Okay, well, you know, we send you out this, uh, I don't know, this pair of safety glasses. Okay, well, that one's not working. All right, it's defective. All right, we're going to send you out a brand new one. No worries. They just want to make you happy so that you buy again from that company. That's really all that it comes down to. Because they know statistically you're going to spend more, you're going to spend again. But see, that's, that's I appreciate that, it's sound business strategy, Just the customer's always right, but it's not accurate, it's not, there's no integrity in that. There's no integrity in behaving like that and letting things slide like that. You know, there's right is right? Right? I don't know. Be interested to hear what some of you turds have to say about that. All right, I'm done with the long week. Going to unpack my fucking vehicle. Take about a thousand trips in and out, I'm sure. Right, we well, have a wonderful, restful weekend. I'll see you all again next week. Kick ass and take names. <laughs>